Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Donna K. Cloud missing. Our only clue that we have right now is that she went on a date with someone she had met online. Donna K. Cloud missing. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. authorities say 19-year-old Donna K. Cloud has vanished after going on a blind date. Officials say Donna went on the date with an unknown man about a week ago. And now no one has seen or heard from her since last Wednesday night. I found out that she didn't even know the guy after she already left. And I made a comment to her through her messaging and told her, you know, hey, that's not a very smart thing to do. I said I'm going to get Red Box movies, go back to his house, and I will probably be back in the morning. If you don't hear from me by 2, she said call the cops. We don't know what he was driving, who he was. We never saw a vehicle, never saw a face, never really heard a name. Friends and family have been flooding Facebook with flyers and posts pleading for any information or help in finding Donna. Something's better than nothing at this point. Investigators think the date may have taken place at the Texas Roadhouse restaurant near Kingwood. But even that has not been confirmed. Where is this gorgeous girl? I'm looking right into big brown eyes, and I swear she looks like she's looking right at me. This missing Splendora woman, now gone for weeks on end. Where is 19-year-old Donna K. Cloud? You know, I'm looking at her, and I'm hearing the heartbreak in her dad's voice. Her dad, Daryl Beatty, uh, has said over and over, his girl told him she was meeting a man at a restaurant in Kingwood. We now know that to be Texas Roadhouse. Why can't 
any leads develop. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us, with me, an all-star panel to try and figure out the mystery surrounding Donna K. Cloud, missing since October 25. James Shelnut, 27 years, Metro Major case, SWAT, now lawyer, founder and CEO of the Cold Case Investigative Research Institute, Cheryl McCollum, forensics expert, Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst, joining me from L.A., but right now to Alexis Terezchuk, investigative reporter, joining us, CrimeOnline.com. Alexis, you're on this and so many other cases. I don't know how you keep them all straight. I found out about Donna K. Cloud through Facebook. Her friends and relatives wrote me at our Nancy Grace site. That's how I found her. I don't understand why the world hasn't learned about Donna K. Cloud. I mean, you see so many people like um, when Natalie Holloway went missing, when um, Elizabeth Smart went missing, when Kelly Anthony went missing. It was a huge big deal. I haven't heard a word about Donna K. Cloud. Well, Nancy, she is only... 19 years old, she was absolutely, I, I'm going to still say is, she is absolutely beautiful, long, dark hair, and she just has disappeared literally. One, this is one of the coldest cases that we are probably ever going to discuss. She went out for a blind date. She's only 19 years old. Her parents got her a phone from Walmart. They just, she's with texting with somebody, and they decided to meet up. She goes to dinner. They're going to a roadhouse, you know, like a steak restaurant. And she never comes back again. Her family goes frantically looking for her. They even, they are the ones that did the investigating. Her parents went to the restaurant, King's Roadhouse, to look for the security footage to see what this man looked like that she was on a date with. Nothing. She never actually showed up at the restaurant. So terrifying. Wait, are we absolutely sure about that? That is what her dad has said, that he went and the footage... Well, I'm sure her dad is right. For those of you just joining us, we're talking about a beautiful young girl, just 19 years old. Cops say her case has gone cold. I don't accept that. I've got a tip line for you, 936-760-5871. Donna K. Cloud, 19 years old. You can see her face at CrimeOnline.com. She looks like everybody's little sister. She can't weigh more than... Well, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at the, the... poster right now i started to say she can't weigh more than 120 pounds and that's right she's 5'1 and barely reaching 120 pounds long dark brown hair and dark brown eyes tip line 936-760-5800 straight out to cheryl mccullum founder and director of the cold case research institute cheryl where do we even start you start where you last know for sure she was and seen alive. So wherever that is, she never made it to the restaurant. We don't know this person. We have nothing to identify him with. I would start with her computer. Was she, in fact, on dating sites? Is Who contacted her? All of that should be either part of her computer or if they can um, locate anything she saved in the cloud or anything like that. Talk to best friends. If, in fact, she was on these sites, there's a footprint online. You know, I'm looking at the Texas Roadhouse right now, and 
it, it looks like a big um, restaurant bar, and it, it. My point is, it's big. They've got big wooden booths that come up a little bit, almost to the top of a man's head. Because in the photo I'm looking at, there's a normal sized man sitting there with a woman, and the booth top comes up almost to the the top of the head. My point is. You really can't see over the booth and look at who is behind you or who is on the other side of your booth. And they're solid like big beams of oak or pine. And um, that would make it less likely for her to be spotted Uh, with this security cam. If she was sitting with her back to the camera, you'd never know it was her. They are solid beams of wood in the booths. It's big. It's one of those, you know, fun-looking places with the walls covered with antique, you know, it looks like um, beer signs, Coca-Cola signs, guy, cutouts of guys in cowboy hats. There's TVs everywhere. I, I don't know if a, a witness would have even recognized her, a 19-year-old girl. But I want to circle back to something that Cheryl McCollum just said regarding her computer. And in my mind, it would be more her phone. Back to you, Alexis Terezchuk, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Alexis, do we have reason to believe she was on a dating website like Cheryl McCollum said? Or was this, you know, a friend of mine setting me up on a blind date? What, what do we know? Yes, she was on a dating website. That is where she met this man. So her family had called this a blind date. And... Well, technically, she had never met the man, so yes, it's a blind date. A blind date is usually when your friend sets you up with somebody that you've never met before. That description really is not accurate about what happened here. She met someone online, a stranger, and she went to meet him. She was not set up by a friend or on a blind date. And originally, people had said her dad thought she'd met him on Facebook. She did not meet him on Facebook. She met him on a dating website, and she was using her phone to do that. Dating website. Now, actually, um, it would be so much better if a friend had set her up on a blind date. That's not what happened. That way, I could circle back to the friend. I could find out who the blind date was. We don't know that. But what we do know is she met this guy on a website, probably using her phone. Believe it or not, that does narrow things down. Earlier, you heard our friends at Houston, Texas TV, CW39. But now take a listen to KPRC Channel 2, Brandon Walker. She was last here, according to the family, at this Texas Roadhouse restaurant on a date. She's from Splendor. That's about 13 miles north here on 59. And that's where her family is tonight. Worried sick. No, I don't know where she's at. I don't know what's going on. To hear Daryl Beatty is to feel his pain. A father searching to find his daughter. Donna Cloud is 19 years old, missing her dad says since Tuesday. We uh, went and got her a little phone from Walmart and she was conversing with somebody on uh, the internet. And then she told us that she was going to go out on a date. Again, that was Tuesday. The date, according to Beatty, was here at the Texas Roadhouse restaurant on Highway 59 in Kingwood. That's a definite, says the family. But what they don't know is who Donna had agreed to meet. She'd just been messaging him. He offered to take her to the roadhouse for dinner. Stories with Nancy Grace. 
Wednesday was the last time Beatty corresponded with Donna. Hey, Dad, I'm going to go to the mall and probably see a movie this evening. Not sure yet. By text message. Since then, he has searched phone records, Facebook, you name it. Nothing. I don't know where she's at. She could be anywhere, and it's it's really it really hurts me because there's nothing I can do. I feel so helpless. Donna Cloud is a mother herself, has a three-year-old son. She's 19. She's just a baby. Tonight, her father, her family, holds out hope, praying, they say, that Donna comes home. We miss you and we love you and we want you to come home. We are talking about a 19-year-old girl who has gone missing and our only clue that we have right now is that she went on a date with someone she had met online. Donna K. Cloud missing. With me, an all-star panel, James Shelnut, 27 years Atlanta Metro Major Case SWAT, now lawyer, founder of the Cold Case Investigative Research Institute, Cheryl McCollum, Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst, joining us out of Beverly Hills, and CrimeOnline.com, Alexis Terezchuk. To James Shelnut, Metro Major Case SWAT, now lawyer, where would you start the search? Well, I mean, you have to start the search at the people closest to her. Um, and uh, so I think, you know, you've really got two people that would raise my interest right off the bat, which is the dad, um, who uh, reportedly there was an argument with uh, just before she left, as well as trying to identify this mystery person. Those two would give some equal attention to me because theoretically, those were the two people closest to the victim at the time she was last seen. We are understanding that she went on a blind date, but apparently there seems to be a little bit of controversy surrounding that theory. Alexis Tereschuk, do we absolutely know she went on a blind date? We do not. There has not been any evidence that the police have shared or that anybody has shared about the blind date. There are no profiles that have matched with the man you know if you're on a dating website there is somebody that you can contact the dating website and they can say look here's this person they, they were talking with this person can you show us that there's been nothing there there's no evidence that there was another man that she met up with okay who is carter meyer and who is aubrey schultz they seem to be the last confirmed people to see Donna before she goes missing. And I'd like to point out they have both fully cooperated with law enforcement, uh, to our understanding, and have spoken at length with Donna's friends and family. Now, some witnesses have come forward saying they saw Donna get dropped home by Carter Meyer. Now, that's, that's a conflicting story. What do you know about that, if anything, Alexis? Carter Meyer and Aubrey Schultz are friends of Donna's, and people are saying that they were with her and that they were seen dropping her off after her father claimed that she went out on a blind date and went missing. Now, the police have contacted the two of them and have spoken with them and have said that they are cooperating with the police, but... This is very suspicious because these are two people that have seemed to have nothing to do with anything, just friends of hers. People say they saw her with them, and then she disappears. Guys, we're talking about a 19-year-old Texas girl. The case has now gone cold, according to authorities. Um, Cheryl McCollum, I'm not sure where to go with this now. Uh, for me, uh, I've got three lines of investigation. One would be the bl the alleged blind date. 
to the theory that she was brought back to the home and dropped off after the date. And witnesses say that. But, you know, I don't know about that theory because witnesses may have seen her dropped off another night that, you know, that that's that's tricky right there. And you've got the father, the bio dad of her child, who always is someone you look at, whether they're a suspect or not. Right. And I remember sitting in your office in Fulton County, Nancy, and we had something similar where there seemed like a lot of misdirection on a case. Nobody seemed to know anything for sure. Everybody said kind of a half truth. And I remember you're like, look, if you've got three people at church and one says they're going into the sanctuary and one says they're going into the Sunday school room and one says they're going home, how many people do you know are still at church? And everybody said, well, two. And you went, no. The answer is you don't know. If you don't have any proof that person went home, then you stay right there and say three people are at that church. So the bottom line is we don't know if she ever went to the restaurant. There's no evidence she made it to the restaurant. There's no evidence she met this mysterious man. There's no evidence of anything except the family keeps telling you things. The family has a PR problem. That's not good. Volunteers have pulled out. The police are like, yeah, there's a lot here that's not telling us everything. The other thing that's a little miscon, you know, a little, well, not which is flat concerning, is they never spoke to her. They got text messages from her. Anybody could have been doing that as well. You know, when you're saying anybody could have been doing that at well, that's a pretty thick plot right there that somebody is not only brought brought her to harm, but they're taking the time to fake Facebook and text messages. I'm curious as to whether we know, do you know, Cheryl, whether her cell phone has ever been recovered? That's why I said the computer, because the cell phone was with her, so we don't have it. But some of that might also leave a footprint on her actual computer because it shared, you know, sites and all. But the, the cell phone, to our knowledge, is with her, wherever that is. And after the two days where she's saying, I'm going to the movies, I'm going here, I'm staying another night, everything's great, but if I need you, I'll let you know. They never spoke to her to know that. It was just a text message. You know, I'm very curious also, Cheryl, as to whether she was ever pinged. Right. If she really left all these text messages, there should be a digital ping, uh, basically a map based on uh, her cell phone as to where she was to James Shelnut explain how that works. Um, For instance, if I go for a walk or I go for a a run and I go, let's just say, let's just pretend I make it for four miles. If I'm talking on the phone or I even have my phone on, explain how it pings off cell towers. So your cell phone broadcasts to the closest tower. And when it broadcasts to the closest tower, there is a recording of that. In other words, just like you said, you can map the history of what tower that phone reaches out to to relay the signal to the next tower. That is what pinging is. You know, in this situation, something that I found interesting was that the family in one of the interviews said that they had just bought her a phone at Walmart. You know, one of the biggest hurdles for investigators when you're talking about looking at electronic footprint is phones that are kind of pay-as-you-go phones. These phones do not always have data available, such as ping, such as history, such as call logs, as the common carriers, such as Verizon or Sprint, may have. Uh, you know, a lot of times these carriers are very difficult to get this information. A lot of times, criminal underworld uh, uses these types of phones. Even terrorists sometimes use these types of phones. 
And it's Are you very, talking about burner phones like you get at a drugstore? Yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And it's very difficult at, at, to get data off of these phones and retrieve data like it would be a common standard carrier. We know she said she was going to Texas Roadhouse. She texted her dad the 26th, said the date was great, the guy was nice. She would see him the next day, the 27th. However, we've confirmed, as Alexis Terezchuk, Crime Online has told us, there's no surveillance video of her at Texas Roadhouse. And just in case you wanted to know, cops followed up and went and interviewed every single server that had worked there that night. Not one server said they waited on her to their knowledge. You know what? I, I worked at a sandwich shop all uh, pretty much through law school, and I could remember who had been in and out that day. I remember when I screwed up an order. I even knew what certain people ordered. I think that they would have remembered her, plus no surveillance. That's two reasons we know that she wasn't there. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Today makes 71 days that no one has heard from her that we know of. The 19-year-old, a mother to a three-year-old little boy named Ryan, hasn't been heard from since late October. Her family says Montgomery County detectives told them they're concerned. He said you can find a body quicker than you can find someone alive. I said, you know, what are you doing? You're putting yourself at risk. Donna's father says these are the last text messages he exchanged with his daughter. On October 25th, she claimed she was headed to a blind date at this Texas roadhouse in Kingwood. Later writing, the date went great. He's super nice. I will call if I need anything. You can't imagine the many things that have gone through my mind that are the possibilities of what could have happened to her. The sheriff's office says Donna is considered a missing person. They've pursued leads with no luck. Investigators say there was some type of disagreement with family before her disappearance. Detectives say there's no evidence to suggest she went on that date or foul play. Hmm. Okay, it gets murkier and murkier. That's KTRKABC13. Steve Campion speaking. Um, they did match up some of her GPS coordinates from her phone. It was about 1 a.m. on the 27th. Everybody soaked this in. Shows her traveling down the Houston interstate making dozens of stops until her phone drops off. Hasn't been seen or heard from since. She did not bring clothes, wallet, money, or her son. By all accounts, she was devoted to. Hmm. Okay. What happened to this girl, Donna K. Cloud 19? They say her her case is cold. I disagree. You know, I heard uh, either the mother or the grandmother say something interesting, Cheryl. Cheryl McCollum joining me, founder and CEO of the Cold Case Research Institute. Cheryl, they said that they were told you can find someone easier if they're dead than alive. What do you make of that? Well, one, I disagree. And two, I'm going to say again, we only know that her phone was traveling and making numerous stops. It doesn't mean she was with it. When somebody says to me, you can find somebody faster if they're dead, only if you know where to look and only if you happen to stumble upon them. How many people do we recover that has been dead for a decade? Not many. 
if somebody's moving and they're traveling, they make mistakes. Now, you're talking about somebody 19 that has no credit cards, no money to speak of, left her baby behind that she was devoted to. That, to me, is multiple red flags right there. She doesn't have the means to go to Mexico to start over, to get to Anchorage. You're talking about somebody that wouldn't be able to get more than 500 miles. Well, we know that she was on the 105 uh, along Houston, and that is a pretty major highway. And I'm also curious, did the GPS really show that there were dozens of stops along an interstate? That doesn't sound good to me, Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Research Institute. Why would you make dozens of stops, not one, not two, but dozens of stops along the 105 on the interstate? I mean, does that sound like somebody's trying to dump her body? It, it sounds bad to me. Because, again, if your method is to get away, you're running away from home, essentially. You're running away from your life. You're not going to make any stops in Houston. You're going to boogie right on through that joint. So to me, if you're making multiple stops, it's for something sinister. It's bad. You know, I'm also curious. I don't know if you know about this, Alexis Teresa, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, but there have been reports that her wallet was found in her dad's car. Do we know anything about that? And I just find it really weird that she would leave with her phone, but without her wallet. And that does seem so suspicious. And what came out after a couple of days was that her dad said, well, you know what? We actually did have a fight. She and I had been together in my car. We had a fight and she left her wallet behind, which seems a very a, a suspicious. Like you don't go on a date without your wallet. I know you're only 19, so you don't need to show your ID because you're not 21 to drink, but you still need your wallet. You, you need your wallet when you leave the house so it's it's very suspicious that her wallet was in her dad's car it wasn't something that was said in the very beginning of course though on the other hand if she had a fuss with her dad i could say you're storming off and slamming the door and not even realizing she left the wallet behind i mean let's get real for a moment how many times do teens have an argument with their father okay i can remember i would argue in a, just in a circle with my dad about the presidential election in high school. Oh, if I could only take that back. I don't know how I even put up with it. This is what we know. She had on a burgundy t-shirt, blue jeans. Um, she had on white canvas shoes. She was carrying a hard phone case that functioned as a wallet. So maybe that's why she left her actual wallet behind. Maybe she had her ID and a credit card or ID and money with her. Brown hair, brown eyes. Her ears are pierced. She has uh, a diamond tattoo on her right uh, ring finger and a cross. And I'm just looking at her right now. And she's just absolutely stunning. And I'm wondering how her little boy is getting along without her. James Sheldon, I want to talk to you about this stopping dozens of times on the 105. That doesn't, I mean, can you imagine? Let's see. Uh, you th- compare it to uh, 75 South or 85 North in your jurisdiction, stopping dozens of times. Why? That doesn't sound good to me. No, it, it doesn't sound good at all. I agree with what was said a minute ago. I mean, that just that throws up a red flag to me. Um, it does look like a place that you're trying to get rid of some type of evidence or get rid of a body. 
Um, I guess there could be other reasons, but I will tell you that given the facts of this case, that would be the first concern that came to mind. You know, she was last seen in Splendora, Texas, October 25. Um, Jackie, can you look up the population for me of Splendora? She left home to go out on a blind date with an unidentified male. male we think she met online. Her father did not realize she didn't know the guy until she'd already left. According to the dad... She sent him a text saying she'd probably be back in the morning, and if he didn't hear from her by 2 a.m., to call the police. Now, you know, normally right there to Alexis Terezchuk, why would you say, if you don't hear from me, call police? See, right there, why would you go out with a guy you're worried that you may have to call police? I mean, this is such a huge red flag because you don't know that person. So in some level, she knew this is probably not the best thing to go out with a complete stranger. So you kind of say it as a joke, maybe. Again, she is 19 years old. She's still pretty young. You know, Daddy, if you don't hear from me, call the cops. But I cannot imagine that she was actually afraid. But that may have been, to me, the last real text message that she ever sent. As Cheryl said, too, you know, anybody could have sent those text messages saying, oh, I'm going to the movies. I'll be back in a couple of days. Wouldn't the text message have said, hey, please take care of my son. I'm sorry I'm not home. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. When you have to say, if you don't hear from me, call the cops, that's not a good dating choice. Take a listen to our friends at KGRK, ABC 13. Her loved ones aren't giving up. They've spent the past 20 months searching for her. They're now raising money to add to her $1,000 Crime Stoppers reward. They hope cold, hard cash can solve this case. People are greedy, a lot of people, and if they do know something, maybe if we can get that up, then, you know, we can... uh get someone to come forward. Which brings us to this Academy store in New Caney. Yesterday, family and friends spent hours selling baked goods and raffle tickets. Around 7 in the evening, someone stole the raffle jar with hundreds of dollars in it. It literally turned around for a second and then my son was screaming that they took the money. What's even worse, the event organizer says the thief taunted her child inside the store. He had followed my child around talking about what we were doing was pointless because we were going to find her dead anyway. The loss isn't breaking their spirits. They still plan on throwing a big fundraiser on Donna's birthday, July 7th. She'll be 21 years old. I believe she's out there somewhere and she's just waiting on somebody to rescue her. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm looking for my grandbaby. It means the world to me, and I need her here with me. And one way or another, there's going to be answers for someone, and somebody's going to come forward. I just hope it's soon, because I don't feel like I can live without her, and it's been 22 months, come this 27th, this month, and I'm ready. I'm ready for my baby to be home. She's been in my heart for a long time, so I know what that feeling is. And I believe she's out there somewhere, and she's just waiting on somebody to rescue her. Someone knows something. I mean, someone doesn't just vanish without a trace. We just pray that she comes home safe. That's all. It's been a long time. Too long. You know, you told me, I think, back in January, it was 71 days. 
almost two years. It's been 22 months. Can you imagine the heartbreak? You're hearing our friends at KTRK ABC 13. That was Steve Campion. This young girl, 19 years old, headed out to Texas Roadhouse. But according to surveillance video and the waitresses there, she never showed up. We know she left with no credit cards. She left behind her car, money, identification, and clothes, and most important, her three-year-old son. Her family insists she would never have just walked out on them. So where is Donna K. Cloud? Go to CrimeOnline.com to see a photo of her and the tip line, 936-760-5871. Back to founder of the Cold Case Research Institute, Cheryl McCollum. Cheryl when you look at everything she left behind, why would she leave behind her car? Wouldn't she want her car on a blind date? What if she didn't like the guy and she wanted to get home? Now, I'm understanding that these two friends dropped her off at the blind date. Is that how you understand That's it? That's how I kind of understand it. But, Nancy, I would go back. There's, there's two things that I really want to know the answer to. Before that happened, when she dropped the baby off at his father's house, what did she tell him? Did she say, I'm going to pick him up in the morning? Or was the child going to stay with him the entire weekend? Because here's what I find odd. I find odd that a 19-year-old girl goes on a blind date, but then texts her dad, hey, I'm not coming home tonight. And then texts him and says, hey, it's going so great, I'm staying another night. What girl does that with her dad? I just find that questionable. And, and to me, I want to go back and know, did she say I'm going to pick him up in the morning and never did? I, I got to know that answer. Well, the text communications between her and her dad sound very odd to me, but I don't want to judge whatever their relationship was. Maybe that was okay with him. It's believed that Donna went on a date with the man she met online. I'm very curious. I'm very curious as to whether cops looked at the website. We know that sex trafficking is a very strong possibility on these dating sites. A lot of sex trafficking victims end up taken off the websites. And, and, and to you, Cheryl McCollum, how does that work? Sex trafficking works um, several different ways, but there are websites where they pick their victim. When they meet up, wherever they meet up, she's taken immediately. And within three hours, she's gone. So from where they are down, you know, they're on that road in Houston, they could have been at different truck stops. They could have been at different places. She could have already been working, Nancy. It's very, very fast. It's not like I'm going to kidnap you, keep you a couple days, change your hair color. It is fast in a lot of ways. It really is. And, and I'm looking at this strained relationship with her father, but I don't know. I, I just feel like we're looking in the wrong direction. I'm still hung up on those multiple stops going up and down the interstate. Question to you, James Shelnut, what can cops do now? I think that what you have to do now is you have to look at the last location where her phone transmitted the signal, whether that was through a ping, whether that was through something like Google Locate. Um, you have to start there. Um, to me, her phone stopped broadcasting for a reason. The phone was either turned off, at which point it will not ping or transmit. The phone went dead, 
or the phone was damaged to the extent that it couldn't transmit by water or some other means. I think that you have to go there and start at that point from a geographical standpoint. Um, additionally, the family had hired, according to reports, a private investigator who supposedly sent the dad a very eerie message indicating that the daughter was okay. Um, and I would like to talk to that guy. That guy, to me, is one of the next logical stopping points as well. You know, and, and the fact that the family hired a private investigator tells me a lot, Cheryl McCollum. To me, it takes the focus off the dad because if they're willing to spend money and hire a PI, why would they do that if they're involved? Again, misdirection. Because what did the guy tell us? The guy said, oh, she's alive. Where's the evidence? Where's the proof? Why doesn't law enforcement know that? Why did none of her friends know that? If this person walked away from their life, you generally keep something, whether it's your child, your best friend, something. So, again, if, if somebody plays tennis at the alpha level and they change their life completely, wherever they are, they're playing tennis. There's something they keep. I do not believe a 19-year-old girl with no money, no credit cards in her name, has just gotten a new life and left everything she knows behind. It's not logical to me. Well, I know this much. I don't think there's any way she would not have come back to check on her three-year-old little boy by now. Amen. I, I don't believe it. I think Donna K. Cloud has been murdered. If you have information, we beg you to call the tip line, 936-760-5871. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.
Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.